This is 680-CJOB. Hi! Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast for December 4th. My apologies that there was no podcast yesterday for the thousands of people that rely on it. I am deeply apologetic. But we're back tonight. One-on-one conversation with Andrew Harris, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Jeff Braun and I look back at Slapshot, the classic hockey movie, and PETA recommends we change our cliches. What does that sound like? You'll find out on the podcast. Bombers among the five teams that hogged most of the all-star positions. Winnipeg, Hamilton, BC each had five players selected to the 27 member squad. Saskatchewan, Ottawa had four. Stamps only had three, but they don't care because they won the Great Cup. Andrew Harris, Taylor Loeffler, Stanley Bryant, Adam Big Hill, and Matthias Gosen all earning the honors. And I got the chance to talk to Harris earlier today at the Bomber Store. Being named a CFL All Star, what does that mean to you? Oh, it's, it's great. I mean, it's uh, it's, a, it's accomplishment that you you want to you know obviously win the Great Cup's a big one, but uh, to to be to be honored by um, you know the media by by your peers to be you know one of the best at your position is is definitely an honor and you know definitely proud of all the guys that uh, were on the list as well. You know, uh, honestly, from from my standpoint, um, the five five linemen that uh, blocked me all year could could have been on that list and. Um, they did such a great, great, great job all year. So I mean, but uh, special shout out to, to Stanley Bryant and uh, Matthias Goosen, um, and the rest of the guys that made the made the All Star team as well. And that's one of the nature of being a running back. You get a lot of the credit, but you're very quick to say, "Hey, I can, I don't do this alone." Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh takes takes a great coaching staff, takes a great offense, and uh, takes a great old line to be successful. And um, you know, um, there's there's tons of great running backs that uh, didn't have those, and you know, didn't have great careers. And you know, I've been blessed and lucky or lucky since I've been here in Winnipeg to uh, to have great coaching staffs and great old line. And uh, you know, the success uh, speaks for itself. Did you watch the Great Cup? I was there. Um, I wasn't really paying attention to it too much, but uh, I was more more so enjoying the food and drinks. But uh, I mean, it was it was tough to watch. It was. Um, it was, uh, you know, it was still, still a bitter taste in my mouth. Uh, you know, it was, it was, it was still, still really fresh. But, uh, you know, after being back here now for a bit, and you know, it's onward and upward now. I'm just looking forward to getting after this off season, and uh, you know, looking forward to the snow melting and, and getting back out there on the field. How does the body feel right now? I feel great. I mean, uh, I've been already been out playing hockey and stuff, and gonna start training probably in the next month or so, and you know, feel feel good as I ever have. So, looking forward to it. What position do you play on the ice? Uh, center. Yeah, I like to skate around, fly around, and play both ways. Uh, you big goal scorer? Yeah, I usually score quite a few goals when I'm out there. But it's it's beer league, and there's different different levels of uh, guys. So it's uh, but either way, like whether it's a slower pace, faster pace, um, I love just being out there and playing some puck. So what division are you in? Uh, the Highlander. Um, we're in the second or third division. Um, is, uh, yeah, we've, we've gone down. I think we were in the first division for a couple of years, but uh, so kind of, yeah. No, it's not A because uh, there's the A is like, it's not A, it's the, the C is like the high division, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. Because I'm in the bottom E division, oh, okay. so I don't think we're ever going to play each other. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, it, I mean, that's a big part of playing sports in the wintertime in Winnipeg or even in Canada, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, I'm, I'm a firm believer of um, being a multi-sport athlete, and uh, anytime I can get out and play basketball or hockey in the off season, it's uh, you know it beats running on a treadmill. So um, I always look forward to those opportunities. You also got to play a bit with the Winnipeg Jets when they came, played some football here. Yeah. What was that experience like throwing around the football with them? I mean, it was fun. It was uh, I was I was 
it was quite funny how competitive they were once they got on the field and uh, you know Shifley especially uh, he, was, he was pretty funny but uh, yeah I mean it's, it's, it's cool to to mingle with other athletes in the city and other professionals um, but uh, yeah like they you, you could tell you know even though they're hockey guys and used to be on skates that uh, um, you know that they're, they're overall pretty good athletes so it was good and uh, honestly Andrew Kopp um, you know after he threw the ball around a little bit you could tell the, the natural quarterback in him and um, you know that uh, you know the things that he, he the opportunities that he had when he was a young uh, young kid in high school were, were probably legit ones and you know that uh, you know again another another product of a multi-sport athlete do you watch the Jets a lot? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of them so far? Oh, they're hot right now. It's great. They're, uh, I mean, started off winning games, and now you know they're winning games, uh, coming from behind, winning games in, in shootouts, and you know they're playing a you know a game a game where you know their their players are scoring goals, which uh, you know they may, in the start they weren't, and um, yeah, I mean they definitely have an opportunity this year to to go deep in the playoffs, and you know hopefully bring uh, the Stanley Cup home. I noticed on a pros versus Joe's roster this week, you're doing some musical chairs and some rock, paper, scissors. Tell me, tell me more about that. Yeah, pros versus Joe's is uh, just a fun event that um, one of the teachers from Surgeon Creek or Sturgeon Heights uh, started. And it's a lot of fun. We play basketball. We do uh, dodgeball. There's a bunch of different games you do all week. And uh, this is the 10-year anniversary. So um, it's a big one for, uh, for for the for the program. But, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's uh, it could be um, university athletes, could be CFL athletes, NHL guys. There's, uh, you know, um, alumni from the Bombers, um, some, uh, some gold eyes. So there's there's a bunch of different professional athletes, university athletes that uh, just go and compete against high school students, which is uh, always a little fun because for whatever reason they think that they have a chance, but they never have a chance. So you're not going to lose? <laughs> no, we don't ever lose, I don't think. I think we I think we lost maybe one game out of any of the games and it was probably more geared to high school students because they probably played it in gym all the time so um but yeah i mean it's just fun to get out there and uh and have some fun back to football just briefly the cba talks is that something that you're really focusing on as part of your offseason or is it just kind of on the side uh, i mean i i am and i'm not i mean it's it's one of those things where as much as you focus on you have no control over it so it's it's better almost better to just kind of watch from afar and you know hope that everything works out so um but i mean it's it's a lot different cba than we had in the past and where it's not all about the money it's more about um medical and insurance stuff and um but i mean it, it's I'm, I'm hoping that it's uh, it gets resolved sooner than later i think that we're in a weird spot right now with uh, with our league with with all the free agents out of this year we have this year and um, and the fact there's another league, um, you know, starting up in the in the states and so I mean uh, the, the faster this can get resolved and the, and the quicker that we can, um, you know, come together. I think mean, I think it's going to be better off for all the players, the GMs and and, and the league and uh, as a whole. So um, it's just just yeah, just wishing that there and wishing hoping that it uh, it gets resolved quickly. What do you think about having a football team in Halifax? I think it's gonna be great. I mean, it's a new market. I mean, uh, I, I went to Halifax once for a recruiting trip and it, it was tons of fun out there and. Um, definitely, definitely a big environment for football. Um, you know, it's 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 a weird environment as far as lifestyle and and you know the demographic of people. But uh, you know, it's it's in a sense where it's they they like to have fun, they like to be part of these things. So it's I think it's I think it's perfect for the CFL for the CFL brand. And um, you know, I know it's gonna be exciting for 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 guys to go to uh, to a different city and and um, you know get to get a chance to see what Halifax is all about.
Are you going to be part of the recruiting of free agents to Winnipeg for this offseason? I always am. Yeah, I always am. So, I mean, it's, um, I'm definitely excited for that and, and looking forward to, uh, you know, making calls and, and you know, trying to trying to keep guys and um, that, that want to be here and, and for the guys that uh, we want to bring in, trying to, trying to make those guys uh, feel comfortable with, um, you know, coming to Winnipeg and, and telling them what it's all about. What can you do to try to convince Adam Bakehill to stick around? I mean, uh I think Adam. I think Adam generally overall wants to be here. I think uh, you know it just comes down to uh, you know whether whether it's right for uh, his family and um, you know um, for 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 where he's at in his career. So I mean, uh, just with him the other today, and you know I know uh, I know where he stands and how he feels. And again, it just comes down to uh, you know if, if it all works out for for each each party. And you can't ever fault a guy for doing what's best for his family, right? Not at all. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a guy who's got uh, family as well, and. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta do what you can um, in 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 your situation because this uh, this game um, doesn't last long. The career is not very long, so you gotta make the most of it and, uh, and and do what's right for yourself and your family. Other than playing hockey, what you got for the next couple months on your plate? Uh, just studying and uh, building an apartment right now, and um, so I'm doing some development and uh, coaching soccer and probably some ice fishing and sledding and. Um, I usually have a pretty good time in my off seasons and uh, make the most of them. And uh, I'm getting married as well, um, so that'll be a, that'll be a big uh, big highlight for me as well too. So sounds like you're a big fan of winter. Yeah, I do. I don't mind winter at all. All right. Well, thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Well, every other Tuesday at 8:30, Jeff Braun and I watch an old sports movie and give you our thoughts. This week, it's Slapshot, the iconic Paul Newman flick of 1997. So let's hop on the bus. This is a movie I know I watched when I was young. And I texted my dad. I said, how old was I when I watched this? And he answered eight or nine, I think. And I and, and looking at what this movie was, <laughs> that is absurd. Because as soon as it started, I'm like, oh boy, there's no way I watched this when I was, I think I was about 12. But CFS, even then. CFS may retroactively <laughs> take you away from your parents. There is, this is an R movie, and it's <laughs> definitely justified. There is a lot of F words, and there's a lot of... The other F word. The other F word that uh, Dire Straits would know something about. And just when you think, and there's a lot of sexism, yes. and there's every every taboo thing that you can't do in 2018, they just blatantly do it, and you think they've done everything, and then a Native American guy shows up, and they just double down again, <laughs> again right near the end, and it's like, oh my god, I forgot, and it's like, wow. Screaming Buffalo Swamp Town! I'll never forget an exclusive interview I did with him many years ago when Buffalo revealed that he liked to call his hockey stick the Big Tomahawk. It's a movie that was made in 1977, and it's obvious, not only by everything you just said, but Paul Newman's fashion. Yeah, wow, what a joke. Fur coats, turtlenecks, plaid pants. <laughs> it is disco to the max. It's weird. If, if Paul Newman were not in this movie, you would think it was a made-in-Canada movie. Right. Because it looks cheap. Yes. It looks dirt cheap. But the director's guy's name is George Roy Hill, and he was a name director at the time. He made The Sting and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, two very famous Paul Newman movies. So I guess he's their guy. He also made uh, The World According to Garp, which is a really good Robin Williams movie, stuff like that. His last movie was Funny Farm with Chevy Chase in 1988, which is not a great note to go out on career-wise, but it's Funny Farm's not terrible. But it's a, he was an A-list director, and so I don't know if they just didn't get a budget for this or if it just... It hasn't aged well, literally, right. the look of it. 
Paul Newman plays an aging player coach of a terrible local hockey team, and the, the team sucks, but then all of a sudden they start fighting a bunch, and the Hanson brothers come in, and everyone loves the Hanson brothers, and they're gooning it up, but the one player that scores all the goals... Michael Antkeen, or however you say his last name. I know him from Twin Peaks. That's what I know him from. Oh. He's uh, the sheriff in the original Twin Peaks. Ah, he's the one that won't fight. He's the one that won't fight. The most jarring scene in the whole movie is when Paul Newman is at the owner's house. And the owner's a woman. And so oh, you're thinking, yeah. oh, this is good. You know, progressive. They make the owner a woman. Right. And then we cannot say what Paul Newman said about her son. I don't even remember. I may have blocked it out already. <laughs> But it had to do, it was certainly incredibly homophobic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and I'm like, well, why did he say that? That was so unnecessary. And there, his character is super confusing about what his intentions really are. That's what I was trying to, I was like, what is the plot of this movie? Like, what? what is the end game for, like, what are they even trying to do? I don't understand it Does at it all. it save the team? What's he trying to do with the player's wife? It's, I think, and he plants the story about being sold to Florida. Right. And I guess he's just... It's one of these things where, hey, if they're talking about selling, maybe someone else will throw in a bid. Or I think right. I, I think that's all it is. That makes I, sense. It's also it's written by a woman, which was also sort but of surprising. Nineteen seventy-seven. Hanson brothers come in. They're hilarious. Because they they're actually so, were. They're so nice, and then on the ice, they're just bloodthirsty. Yeah, and they're so weird too. Play <laughs> yeah. with their little cars and stuff like that. My favorite. Scene in the whole movie is when the ref keeps turning around to the the bloody Hanson brothers during the national anthem. I and the three of you guys, you put one thing, you're out of this game. Now I run a clean game here. I have any trouble, I'll suspend you. I'm listening to a f- song. Did the referees ever really wear red uniforms like that? I think back in the day in certain leagues. Okay. Also, the refs were useless in every yeah. scenario. They never did anything. And it was a fictional league, right? Yes. The... None of this made now. Charleston Chiefs jerseys you can still buy. As a joke. Or well, as a kitschy thing. Or sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen them at, at hockey games before. Did you buy the, any of the hockey in it? It looks, some of that stuff, when the camera was moving with them, that looked good. I think most of the players could actually skate. And, and I, I know Michael Ontkian actually played a high level of hockey. Okay. What That's about, why he was probably cast in this movie, because it was kind of his first role. And, I th- and Paul Newman could clearly skate and sort of convincing, like, look natural enough. It, I think some of his hockey shots were a little bit yeah. fake. He also didn't touch the puck a whole lot. There was hardly any shots. It was mostly yeah. people just skating around. There were uh, maybe no slap shots, <laughs> which sort of brings the title into bear there. And it, there was the one part near the beginning during a game with Newman when he was trying to he was trying to get in that goalie's head. Oh yeah. And he keeps skating back and forth and it's like I'm going to go over here and da, 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 and I'm going now I'm going to skate over here and it was it was like he was plotting a caper but he was on the ice during the game. Yeah, the, the weirdest sort of not, it, none of it made, made a no lot of sense. Yeah. And then the goalie, Denny Lemieux. Uh, he, I think he was my favorite character. From the jump with that interview he did, and that, that radio TV guy is amazing. Uh, could you tell them, for example, uh, what is icing? Well, um, icing happened when uh, the puck come down, bang, you know, before the other guys, mm-hmm. nobody there, you know. Mm-hmm. My arm go comes out, then uh, the game stopped and start up. Mm-hmm. I see. <laughs> there was... A great scene where the, the it was on a road game and the radio guy said, would you look at that? You can't see that. I'm on radio. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and their bus driver was a Nazi? What was that? That was... They just blew right past that. That was disturbing. There's a guy with the swastika and the SS on yeah. his jacket and they... I'm like, wait, 
What? Did, and what? then he got huh? on the bus. Was he, he was the driver? I don't know if he was the driver or was just was a he? fan. It okay. might have just been a fan. I the thought driver maybe he was, was probably a, already on the bus. But the driver was also the guy that was like taking an axe to the side of the bus to make it look tougher or something at one point. It shouldn't even be rated R. There was so much profanity and disturbing imagery that it should be it should almost be rated X. Almost. In that time for sure. So this movie was filmed in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, kind of loosely based on it. It used a lot of players from the then active North American Hockey League with the Johnstown Jets. Uh, the Carlson brothers and Dave Hansen, who played the Hansen brothers, also played for that team in real life. Okay. Many scenes were filmed in the arena there. Michael Onkian played and graduated from the University of New Hampshire in 1970. And I noticed this in the credits. The guy who played Ogie Oglethorpe. Yep. Some guy named Ned Dowd. Yeah. I also saw his cre- He was also the stunt coordinator and technical advisor. Oh, because I guarantee you, Paul Newman just took all the money that they Yes. Had. It's like, This no. is a paycheck movie for him. Yeah. W- w- what's the- uh, Much like Gene Hackman and the Replacements, this was a paycheck. What's the music budget? Enough for four songs? No. One song, four times, and I'll take the extra money. <laughs> Absolutely. It like it's not a great movie, but the well, ending. Let's get to the ending. The ending. So We're- the ending, they're playing for the championship. Paul Newman says, let's play, you know, let's not fight. And then the Syracuse team comes out and just- crushes everybody. Also, it's a home game for Carlson. Why are they introducing the road team player by player? Like, yeah, that was they dumb. were all sitting on the bench while the road team getting this big intro. And they each got one. In a, that's it not, was, how, that's it, not how it works. No, not even close, but it's just supposed to, because we had to know, learn about each of these guys. Exactly. Like, each of them was a, just a, a madman or whatever. This young man has had a very trying rookie season. What with the litigation, the notoriety, his subsequent deportation to Canada, and that country's refusal to accept him, well, I guess that's more than most 21-year-olds could handle. Who killed him? The guy does a striptease show, <laughs> which, again, it's not a great take about uh, male sexuality. It's hilarious. Like, the goons are like, this is a travesty. You're making a mockery. It Meanwhile, they've like... been beating the pulp out of every chief on the ice, and he's covered in blood. And, the you know, the irony's not lost on anybody. He's sitting on the bench. He sees his newly permed wife come in. And so he's like, I'm going to do, do something. And when he jumps over the bench, you figure, oh, he's finally going to fight. And then he starts stripteasing. Right. And the band starts playing, and there's a band at a hockey game. Everyone stops fighting, looking. Paul Newman's eyes light up in that weird way that it does a bunch of times in this film. Yep. And then, you're right, the captain of Syracuse says, I'll make a stop. And then he punches the ref, and they forfeit the game, and that's yeah, how it's over. That's how he, it and ends. And so they give Braden the trophy, skates around with his bare butt showing, and then he skates off the ice, and that's the end of the movie. That is so weird. They would never decide a championship like that. Of course not. I hadn't seen it before either, ever. And uh, at least not that I, I say not that I remember. I would have remembered if I'd seen this movie. I was surprised, greatly surprised at how R-rated it was. I knew, I didn't expect it to be like a G-rated movie or anything, but I certainly wasn't expecting that, especially for all the talk of what a classic it is and all this stuff. It's not. It's only a classic in Canada because there are so few hockey movies. Because there was this, then there was no hockey movies till The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. So this is, unless you're... Under 40 years old, you got nothing for a hockey movie except Slapshot. I can't say I disagree. Yeah. I, I, so I, th- I sort of enjoyed it. I was very curious to see where it was going. I was mostly curious about trying to figure it out. So it's like a really bad movie in that regard. And it's just, but it's so nutty and so bonkers. I, I will give it uh, three knuckles out of five. I was going to give that? it seven broken eyeglasses out of ten. <laughs> there you go. By the way, I forgot to mention this. Ned Dowd, the guy who played Ogie Oglethorpe, his sister 
Nancy Dowd is the one that wrote the screenplay. So PETA, they often kind of vilify themselves by saying things that make a lot of people roll their eyes. Well, today it was they tweeted out this. Words matter, and as our understanding of social justice evolves, our language evolves with it. Here's how to remove speciesism from your daily conversations to stop using anti-animal language. Instead of using kill two birds with one stone, feed two birds with one scone. Be the guinea pig? No. Be the test tube. Don't beat a dead horse. Feed a fed horse. Bring home the bacon. No, bring home the bagels. And take a bull by the horns. Why do that when you could take the flower by the thorns? So if we're looking at the Jets game, you could say, oh, you know, we really took the uh, flower by the thorns there, you know, brought home the bagels. You know, we didn't want to feed a fed horse about how our defense has been playing, but, uh, you know, I thought we really fed two birds with one scone out there in our performance. Come on. Is it bad to say that I want to go home and... uh, Eat some chicken. Did the referees ever really wear red? Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast. Not available on iTunes, not available on Google Podcasts, not available anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Yes. This is 680 CJOB.